Good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good evening, Aubrey, and the listeners of uh, Radio 702. Am I pronouncing your name properly? Properly, Aubrey. Yeah, I'm really impressed. I appreciate that. <laughs> It's tough here, man. You've got to pronounce things the proper way. <laughs> right. So uh, we heard once again that the uh, minister, uh, public enterprise minister, Pravin Gordon, has reiterated that there is going to be an unbundling of Eskom specifically. And this following, of course, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa in his State of the Nation address, uh, revealing that 230 billion rands has been set aside. But uh, many workers that I've spoken to personally are very concerned about this because they don't necessarily understand what it is going to entail uh, at the level of detail and how it is going to affect them. What is your position as the National Union of Mine Workers, uh, Libuani? Yeah, no, definitely, Aubrey. Um, our members um, are concerned about the unbundling that is likely to happen uh, at ESCOM. Like you said, that uh, the minister had re- reiterated that um, uh, the unbundling is going to happen. Let me say that um, before the national elections, we had a meeting with the, um, the president of the country um, and the former minister of energy, Jeff Hadewe, and the uh, minister Pravin Gordon at the NM head office. Yes. Where uh, we, they, were, they came to brief us about the unbundling. And then um, the president assured us uh, that um, the jobs, uh, job security is going to be a priority and there's no going to be replacement at ESCOM. But uh, we were surprised that after the elections, um, 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 the president um, addressed the investors saying that um, ESCOM is, is bloated, uh, something must be done. Yes. And uh, we were quite shocked and confused, but that is not the message that he communicated to us. He said that... Uh, well, what, what did you read into that, Libuani, when he said that Eskom is bloated as an, or- as an organization in terms of its staff complement, I imagine is what you heard. What did you, what did you understand that to mean from uh, a union's point of view? For, for our understanding that uh, the, 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 the Eskom, uh, it might uh, retrench. Um, but like I said to you that before the, uh, the election, uh, um, the president assured as that uh, there will no, there will never be retrenchment at ESCOM, even if um, the unbundling can happen. Mm. So, so for him to say after the election that uh, ESCOM is bloated, uh, it tells you that it's a confusing message to our members yeah. uh, because we we briefed we briefed our members after our meeting that uh, the president has assured them that. Um, they asked that there's not going to be retrenchment. Remember, before the elections, our members wanted to march to the House, and that is when the meeting with the president and the two ministers was requested. If somebody were to say to you, Libuani, uh, that the National Mine Workers, the National Union of Mine of Workers, is actually postponing the inevitable here, that the writing is on the wall that uh, even as we heard that there would be the unbundling of, uh, of, of Eskom, uh, there is going to be retrenchments. 
because that cannot happen, that unbundling cannot happen as much as the president politically may wish that that's not the case. But if the unbundling is going to take place, it is going to involve uh, the retrenchment of a significant number of workers. We are seeing the same happening in other sectors of the economy. In the media sector, we're hearing of what's happening at multi-choice. In the banking sector, we've heard of what's happening in uh, Standard Bank, that the reformation of the economy is going to, uh, if there's going to be unbundling, going to inevitably involve the retrenchment of workers, and that is an inevitability. How, how, How would you respond to that? No, Aubrey, you're quite correct. Uh, with the unbundling, uh, any, anything can happen. And uh, with the language that the president had used uh, also when he was uh, addressing the, the investors of the, the election, you, you could see where, where, where he was, uh, was going with, uh, with what he was telling the investors. Um, I mean, he was uh, just telling them that, uh, um, that uh, retrenchment is going to happen. Yes. And then um, as, as the NUM we we are anticipating that and then uh, and uh, we will be preparing our members that um, um that uh, they must expect anything and but our members are, are saying that um, they they will not accept any any retracement at escom um uh, they, they must warn the president that um, they'll do whatever it can yeah. um, uh, to save uh, jobs at at the, at the power utility which is understandable are there, however, other measures that you, as the National Union of Mine Workers and perhaps other colleagues within the uh, workers' movement are thinking and talking about to either capacitate with the help of ESCOM and the government uh, workers to, to reskill them, to help them find different ways of uh, perhaps uh, earning a living other than, I suppose, what it would be an inevitable uh, protest against the decision to uh, to downscale, um, especially on workers. No, definitely, agree. Reskilling should be part of the of the process. Um, that uh, workers must be prepared. And uh, like you know that um, and they are also going to introduce IPPs. We're not against IPPs. Um, um, uh, you, you know, when when they introduce these IPPs, obviously workers need to be reskilled, um, and, and uh, to deal with the new technology. So we we expect uh, ESCOM and the government to make sure that uh, workers are reskilled in in preparation for the new technology that is going to be introduced. Yes. And and during our meeting with the uh, president. Um, he said that um, he did say that um, uh, unbundling is going to happen, but NEM must make sure that um, or, um, it organizes in all three companies uh, the, um, uh, after after the unbundling, which is um, generation, distribution, and, and transmission. Yes, um, and 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 also emphasize the issue of of, of reskilling. That um, also said that uh, we we must. Um, uh, um, uh, accept that uh, IPPs are there and they are going to stay and we must also participate at that level. There has been criticism of of the South African situation by those who observe it, I suppose, from, uh, from within the country and outside, that we as South Africans tend to be reactionary rather than to be proactive about uh, inevitable 
realities of the economy that is driven by so many factors sometimes uh, that have nothing to do with us specifically here in South Africa not to say that uh, the Danelle situation hasn't been um, hasn't been created by our uh, lack of governance prowess um, but there's been a lot of criticism to say that we are very reactionary, that we don't look for solutions. We look for platforms for protest. Uh, is this perhaps not a, an opportunity for us to be doing precisely that, to say that, sure, it appears that it is inevitable that there is going to be this unbundling, and this unbundling is going to involve the loss of jobs, at least as they are uh, at the moment or as they've been traditionally? What is it that we can do? Are those kinds of conversations happening such that uh, people can look forward to different worker challenges? Um, the, before those changes happen, there has to be consultation uh, with, with the stakeholders like like the unions are on yes. the ground. And you, you find a situation where at FCOM, Pakamani was not even he had a very bad relationship with the with the unions and the workers. Yes, understand. And then how how do you prepare workers about the changes that are coming if you don't communicate with the same workforce uh, yes. um, uh, workers? Yeah, it's a problem. The workers must be prepared. There has to be communication. But if there is no communication, and then they just want to introduce new changes, obviously there is going to be resistance. And that is why the resistance is also happening. I mean, uh, uh, let me, let me uh, um, um, just briefly, of, 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 uh, the president also said during our meeting that um, from now on, when there are things that are going to happen at ESCOM, NUM and other unions that are organizing at, at, at ESCOM must be informed of everything yes. that is happening at ESCOM. But sometimes, you will find the Minister of, of, of Finance uh, uh, pronouncing on issues that uh, about yes. ESCOM that we have never been informed. And that is where the problem lies. You can't just think in the public and then without informing mm. the important stakeholders. That is where the resistance comes. You must communicate and, 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 and consult with the workers on the ground. And then, then you can communicate sure. knowing that... Um, all the stakeholders are fully informed uh, about the strategies and plans that we have um, about ESCOM. Someone might argue, Libuani, that the term consultation as you use it is nothing more than code for asking for permission. In other words, some might argue that, in fact, instead of consultation, the unions are looking for perm- to give permission to government to um, to to put in place whatever reforms need to happen. And uh, some government uh, operatives have suggested that then we wouldn't be government, we must govern. Uh, Yes, we can inform, but we are not here to come and ask for permission from the worker unions as to how we want to run things. How do you respond to that kind of accusation? No, you're not. You're not asking for permission. Uh, I mean, in each and every organisation, when there changes to uh, when there changes likely to happen, you can't just impose them, and uh, whether workers like it or not. I mean, it, it, that or be it cannot be accepted. Workers need to be informed, and then uh, that they are these kind of changes that are going to happen. Imposing them is not going to work. And so now, so now, now, now we've heard from the Minister of Public Enterprise, 
we've heard from the Minister of Finance, as you've described, uh, Minister Tito Mboweni, uh, of the same things. We've heard from the President that there is going to be unbundling. It appears to me that uh, this is a an economic checkmate, as it were, Libuani, and uh, that uh, indeed anybody that is looking at the situation can see that it is inevitable that jobs are going to be lost. What's going to happen? Now, like I said, our members are not going to allow uh, that to happen, and uh, they, they'll do whatever it can uh, to make sure that uh, there will never be replacement at this home. And that is a warning to government that it's not going to happen. I mean, I mean, Aubrey, there have been corruption uh, uh, happening at ESCOM, and our members must be punished because of that. It's because of corruption that has been happening yeah. at ESCOM. Yeah. And I said, it's, it's painful that yeah. uh, ESCOM lost billions through corruption. Yeah. And then now, workers are the ones who have to face the consequences. Who was responsible for that corruption? Yeah. It happened under this government. Yeah. And what did they do? Yeah. And those who are implicated in corruption, are they being arrested? You, you, are, you are members of COSATU, I, I believe. Yes, definitely. We, our NAM is affiliated to COSATU. Yeah. COSATU is uh, part of the Tripartite Alliance. Yes. An alliance with the ANC, which is the governing party of the country. Definitely. The very people that were running the government when this corruption that you are speaking of happened. Yes. To what extent, then, should you be calling for a, a cessation of friendships between yourselves as NUM and, by implication, COSATU, with the ANC that is responsible, as you say, for the corruption that has landed us where we are now? Obi, we, we, we are in alliance. You are right that we are in alliance with the ANC, SACP, and Franco. But yes. they, uh, our, our members, if they are not happy, they will express their anger. It doesn't mean that they don't love the alliance. But if something wrong is happening, we, they will express what they feel. doesn't mean that uh, we, we, the alliance must not exist. But uh, um, uh, uh, whatever is bothering or, uh, or, or our members are angry about, they will express it. They have already expressed to say that even Kosatu uh, has already expressed that, that it's not in favor of uh, retrenchments happening at, at, at ESCOM. Yeah. Final question from me, Lubuani, and thanks very much for staying with us. I really appreciate your time. Final question from me. Um, so we, we, we are, it appears to me that we are heading towards a confrontation because if government is coming out and saying that there is going to be an unbundling and you and I seem to be in agreement that that signals that there's going to be job losses, what would that confrontation by workers look like and what would it mean for the Republic of South Africa and its economy? No, definitely there is, there is, our members will, will, will embark on a strike and, and we will uh, follow all, all the due processes of the law and then our members will definitely go. We will not allow retrenchment to happen at ESCOM. I mean, our, our members who are the owners of the NEM are saying that um, uh, to us um, uh, that uh, we'll, uh, retrenchment will never uh, be allowed at ESCOM. So that, that is a warning to, to, to the president and the government. Is, is, the, is, there, is there a, an acceptance at some level that perhaps... Uh, just operationally, the number of workers at Eskom might be more than what is required 
uh, at Eskom? No, uh, we don't. We don't agree with that. Um, uh, we don't. We don't agree with that. Lebuani uh, mm. Mamburu, National Union of Mine Workers spokesperson. Thank you very much for your time, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Aubrey, and the listeners of Radio Seven. Appreciate it. All right. So now we open up the lines. You tell me whether you uh, want me to call it inquiry or inquiry. <laughs> We'd love to take your calls about any of the issues we've discussed this evening. But, of course, we are not limited to those. Of course, you saw what happened in Parliament. Uh, the FF walking out when Pravin Gordon came up to speak, suggesting that he is a... Not suggesting. <laughs> unequivocally saying that he is a constitutional delinquent. And they walked out. Uh, the, uh, I suppose the, the argy-bargy, the, um, the fighting that took place as young Ms. Chiro stood up of the EFF uh, and said certain things. And uh, the, um, the presiding officer, Mr. Tenodi, saying that uh, that will not be allowed. You might want to talk about that. You may want to talk about the the inevitability of the fact that there is going to be loss of losses of jobs. Do you think that Eskom is perhaps um, in a situation where it can retain the number of workers that it has? What forty three thousand, I think, is the number. Some people have suggested that Eskom can actually be run quite effectively and efficiently with fifteen thousand workers. Be interested to hear your thoughts about this. And what do you make of the fact that it appears more and more, as you've heard from Praveen Gordon, that uh, there's going to be a strategic equity partner at SAA? And I'm suggesting to you that that means there's going to be a privatization of certain strategic um, assets that belong to the SAA. And that is the ushering in of the privatization of that state-owned enterprise. And that this is checkmate. There is no other way of wriggling out of the grip uh, of the discomforts of state com- uh, uh, capture that we've uh, uh, been subjected to. That there is just no way for the SOEs. There's got to be an acceptance of the fact that at some level, in different degrees of intensity, there is going to be some sort of partnering up with the private sector. I'm interested to hear your thoughts in that uh, SOE sector on 11 Makes a fix it. Phil Mbalula had his time in the train today. You tell me about that. I love it. I think that it is important for our government officials, our elected leaders in parliament of all political parties, anybody that works for government to use public amenities and that it should be a compulsion by law. O double one eight eight three O seven O two. when I come back, I'll take your calls.